Hello, my sweet love. I'm so excited you're here today. Today is just kind of a weird episode where I'm just sharing a few things really quick that I've been doing in my life for the last couple of months and I am loving it, okay? I am not trying to tell you that you should do these things. I'm not, these are not medical advice, just just a couple of buddies sitting around and I'm sharing what is working in my life right now, all right? So number one, I have been waking up actually before it gets light out right now. And for anyone in the Northern Hemisphere, y'all know our daylight is so precious and so fleeting right now. So waking up, I try and wake up so that as it gets light, I am awake and ready to receive it. This is huge for so many reasons. But for me, it just really helps me feel like I am being an active participant in my life. (laughs) Like I'm taking it for real. And I've talked about this a lot, but I try and do stuff in the morning that is just for me. I try and be up before my family and really use that time to create the energy and um, the vibe that I want to in the day. So waking up before it's light has been amazing and being able to receive the light as it arrives has been transformational in so many little ways. It is important to understand that this, you know, does make evening a challenge. I am actually naturally more inspired to stay up late than I am to wake up early. So the struggle is real. And I just want to say that probably the stickiest point for me and for most of my clients when it comes to this is around um, having these thoughts that tell us our, the nighttime is the only time for us, you know, like it's been a long day and this is the only time that I have to chill out. When I do that consistently, I pay for it the next day and it kind of accumulates like maybe the first couple of days I'm okay but by the week the next week it just starts to show up it shows up in how much patience I have with my kids it shows up in my mental clarity at work it shows up in just these like kind of small but actually really big ways so that's something to be paying attention to most of us I think are lacking in sleep so figuring out how to get up earlier for me, has meant figuring out how to go to bed earlier, which is a challenge, but also amazing. That is just a random sidebar. Okay, number two of the things that I have been doing lately that have been transformational or that have been really helping me feel amazing. This one is probably my favorite, which is I have been fasting. And I am aware that this is not available. This is not for everybody. It's not something that everybody should be doing to the extent that I might be, but it feels so good for my body. I have been doing it off and on for many years, and this is the most in tune I have been. I wonder sometimes about this because my history of disordered eating, I do really want to be consciously paying attention to my motivation behind this action. So recently, I have been reading Fast Like a Girl by Mindy 
Pels, I think is her last name. And her concept and framework and approach is a beautiful gift to women, women who are struggling with perimenopause or menopausal symptoms or uh, weight gain or, you know, just all kinds of things. She has just such a beautiful, compassionate, feminine approach. It's based totally on our hormones and our cycle and really optimizing those things. I'm not saying that this is for everyone, but I am saying that for me, it has been incredible. I would challenge anyone to experiment with a 12 and 12 window. So a 12 hour window for eating and a 12 hour window of fasting. Absolutely talk to your healthcare provider before you make any big changes like that. But if you're curious about it, just so you know, that ultimately is fasting. So having a window where you're eating for 12 hours, usually during your waking hours, and then having a window where you're not eating, which is, you know, a couple hours before bedtime and while you're sleeping. And that is it. And I have had so many clients that that's been such a game changer for, you know, weight loss, better sleeps, more energy, better focus so much. Our body is not really designed to be uh, digesting constantly. So that is something to think about. If you are curious about doing more extended or more intentional fasting, or you are struggling with, you know, some hormone issues or some weight issues or whatnot, feeling out of it and uggy and health concerns, Checking out Fast Like a Girl, such a good resource. She is a chiropractor, which full disclosure, I do not always align with all of the information that comes out of that world, but her content generally is really on point and concise and so specific to women's health that I am a fan. Number three is eating a savory breakfast. If you hang out with me on social media, you know that this is something that I encourage constantly. I'm not saying that you have to have zero carbohydrates or anything, but having a savory breakfast is such a power move. I don't care what time you eat at. What I do care about is how you break your fast. So our society is crazy wackadoos in the suggestion of eating all the sugars and all the carbohydrates basically for breakfast. And then we are on a roller coaster of glucose and just energy crashes and food cravings. And it is a nightmare. So having a savory breakfast, starting your day at or breaking your fast with a savory breakfast is such a powerful move. This is something that I've been doing for ages, and I promise if you did just this one thing, oh my gosh, it is such a power move, all right? High protein, high fat, plant fibers, complex carbohydrates, get them in you. Do it. Try it. And like I have clients that eat stew for breakfast and clients that eat eggs or cottage cheese or clients that have oatmeal because they love it, but they will also have a plate of scrambled eggs and 
you know, some sliced avocado on, on their eggs to get that protein and that fat. And that is huge. All right. Okay. Number four, let's talk about movement. This has been such an interesting season for movement for me for the last probably almost a year. I've been having some foot issues, so I haven't been able to run. And running has always been, for most of my adult life, my go-to. It is my stress management. It is my joy. It is my freedom. It is my place for just like getting it done. But I haven't been able to run. And gradually, I have noticed my body respond to exercise entirely different than it ever has before. I say this as a 43-year-old woman, but I have noticed that creating real balance to my movement in the way that I am focused not only on strength training or cardio, but a lot on just moving. So I'm walking almost every day, not perfectly nailing 10,000 steps a day, but you know, in the high thousands, um, not on purpose, just walking for fun. There's tons of hills where I live. I live on the side of a mountain. So there is hills involved for sure. But then in addition to that, I was thinking about I know how important it is for me to strength train at this point in my life. And it's very easy for me to skip that, especially if I make it complicated. Like I need to do this for an hour or even half an hour. I still want to do it. So then I just don't do it. So I asked myself, what is the amount of time that I could commit to that doesn't create any overwhelm? And what my brain came up with was 10 minutes. I tell myself I'm going to do 10 minutes of exercise or strength training, that doesn't create any kind of stress for me. So throughout the week, probably four times a week, I am looking at doing some kind of strength or resistance training. And that includes for me things like weights for sure. But it also includes things like yoga and Pilates and also maybe some HIIT workouts for sure to try and get that in. What happens is if I can convince myself, if I can show up for myself for 10 minutes, I will end up more likely to show up for 20 or 30 and sometimes even 40 minutes But if I set that as my framework, if I was like, I'm going to do a power yoga for the next 40 minutes, my brain would be like, hell no, we ain't doing that. And I'd be like, you're right, that's madness. But if I'm like, I'm going to hit this yoga for 10 minutes, my brain's like, yep, you got 10 minutes, go. So I just wanted to offer that as kind of a framework or an entry place into creating some kind of fitness into your life. But also, more importantly, for me anyways, is this balance between strength building, but also being really gentle and gracious with myself. It has been a stressful season. There's a lot going on and I don't want my body to be constantly stuck in some kind of a stress response. And when we're 
when I am running daily, for sure I am causing stress in my body. Yes, movement is so essential for our our physical health, but you know, for me, I look at it in perspective of like how to complete a stress cycle and uh, how to manage my moods and my emotions and my mental health. So there's so much happening when we're moving our body. But inside of that, there is so much space for honoring our body, for really listening to our body. And sometimes that's, you know, we need to increase our movement and sometimes we need to balance it out with some yoga or tai chi or qigong or whatever number five this has been something that is kind of new to me but has a huge impact i got to this number five because i work with a lot of clients who are dealing with burnout and i recognize it i've been there before myself and When we look at stress management and managing burnout and all of that, we often look at things like meditation and journaling and movement. You know, there's all these things. And I love all these things. But number five is tracking things like fun, joy, pleasure, and whatnot in my life on a daily basis. Like what am I doing when I experience fun or joy or pleasure or creativity or flow state? Becoming aware of it is such a power move. It's a lot like tracking gratitudes. And when we, you know, there's so much evidence that talks about what happens when we're looking for things to be grateful for, paying attention to things that we're grateful for in our life. And I've talked about this a lot on here. I love gratitude. I'm such a fan of it. And it's a tool that has brought me back to life in so many huge ways. But this is a little bit different because what I want to be finding in my life is the things that make me laugh, the things that make me feel light and free and silly and pleasurable and joyful and all of these things that are actually a natural antidote to our stress hormones. Figuring out how to make that part of my life on a consistent basis or become actually more aware of what the things even are. Because I will be honest, I've been relying really heavily on certain things for however long to be those sources for me. But I'm ever-changing human being and also there's so much more to be stressed about than there is to be fun about, (laughs) says my brain. Maybe you're different. I hope you're different. I hope your brain's full of joy. But as an adult, figuring out what actually feels joyful, what actually feels pleasurable, what actually feels fun is such an incredible action, is such an incredible database to be building. Because when I first started, I didn't think there was anything. I was like, I am just, you know, living life and doing the cog of things. There's some things that I do consistently, absolutely, like my job. I love my job. I love writing. I love connecting with human beings. But 
they started to feel I was just relying on them too much and it wasn't creating the balance or the fullness that I wanted. And so when we're looking at, you know, tracking fun and joy and pleasure, it's about finding those little tiny things. Like, for example, I realized that something that brings me joy and makes me feel like I'm having fun is capturing tiny moments in nature, like just taking photos of them. I am not a good photographer. There is no point to it. But I love noticing those things and I love capturing them like frost on a leaf. I know I'm such a nerd, but I actually just really enjoy that. And so when I'm doing it, I get to feel that joy. I get to feel like I'm having fun. I've got my boots on and I'm out and the sun is rising and I'm noticing that and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm just having, living my best life. (laughs) And when it comes to pleasure, yes, like let us all pause and realize how important it is for us to potentially redevelop our sexuality and pleasure centers as women. So much has happened with our body and our hormones over the course of our life. And for a lot of people, this is an opportunity to rediscover or to discover for the first time what brings them pleasure and what lights their body up like a firework. But there's so many things in our life that can create pleasurable experiences becoming aware of those things is so amazing. And the one thing that I do want to sort of talk about for a second is dopamine, okay? When we're looking at dopamine, dopamine it is part of our feel-good hormone uh, recipe, but It is also, I like how Huberman, Andrew Huberman talks about it as our motivation hormone. Dopamine is what will kick on when we are thirsty and we need to get water or when we need to get food. It is also overly accessible in our current state of life with things like screens, social media, food consumption, alcohol or drug consumption, shopping. I mean, we have access to instantly feeling good so much. And so there's a concept that is our dopamine is actually out of balance because what happens is we build up a resilience. This is what happens, right? Like at first one cookie is pretty damn good, but you know what would be even better? Two or four or 17. We build a resistance or like a tolerance around it that has us needing more. Dopamine is a bit of a tricky one. And so when I'm talking about tracking fun and joy and pleasure, I am more talking about it outside of the realm of accessing dopamine, if that makes sense to you. Okay. These are my things right now. This is what I've got going on. And I just thought I would share them with you. I don't know if any of these will make sense or if any of them will land. I took zero notes for this episode and had zero plan. And I've just been totally winging it. 
but I wanted to wing it with y'all. So let me know. Let me know what you are doing. Let me know if you're going to try any of these things. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Gwen Johnson Official. Or if you are curious about working with me as a one-on-one client, now is an incredible time to reach out and schedule your free consult. I empower women to prioritize themselves and their health and create the life that they want instead of just burning out and feeling like hot garbage and thinking that there's no other option or no other possibility for them. I love you. Thank you for being here. You are amazing. Be sure to share this episode if you got any value out of anything here today.